are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. It's been a while since I've said that. I'm your host, David Camion. I was joined by Cosmon09, Rachel Burt. Yup. Sharon Day, Kate Blazy Gardner. Yup. <laughs> and Bridget. KO-FI.com slash Punky Brewster. That's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R. I've got the hang of this. Nope. She's got to be fucking different. You know, <laughs> Get I wonder if I wonder if that would have made that entire scene different if it had been nope instead of yup. No, like just right <laughs> at the end, Kim says nope. By the way, we're talking about Better Call Saul's finale. <laughs> yep. 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 Nope. 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 <laughs> Wrong hole. Oh. Oh. Finally. Finally, Kim speaks up for herself. I don't know. Maybe it is the right hole. <laughs> Boom. Anyway, <laughs> I think I'll leave this in. Sure, why not? And again, we're That's talking about Better said. Call Saul's That's final episode. <laughs> I think I'll leave this in. Gotcha. All right. Good. Anyway, we're here to talk about Tales of Tales of the Walking Dead, the pilot episode titled Evie and Joe. Evie slash Joe, if you want to be an anal son of a son of a bitch. Yup. 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 The inaugural discussion of Tales of the Walking Dead. Uh, let's start with first impressions on this anthology series uh, just from a broad 50,000 foot view Bridget what did you think about this introduction to this series I loved it I'm continuing to love it and we're not talking about that yet but but I have watched the second episode already and I I do also love that I've really enjoyed that they've clearly spent a lot of time writing these scripts they were very well written the the story feels neat and complete and it it does it does leave like well it could go somewhere else but i don't have to have that like i'm happy now with what i have glad they're doing something different it's exciting so far i i liked i have liked both episodes one a little more than the other i i like the idea of where they're going and i hope that they have like a common thread or something that ties them all together in the end okay so it's like we're seeing the stories of the side characters on on the walking dead before so and so hooked up they ran into these people you know i mean i, I just feel like we're kind of getting those little side character stories and i enjoy that well i'm not a big fan of the anthology style episodes in general i'm just not so i'm with charity i do hope there is some sort of common thread that ties everything all these characters together at some point I'm not holding my breath for that, but I do hope we get to see it. Having said that, I loved this episode, but I am a little bummed thinking that we're not ever going to see these characters again. That has been a common comment to this. To, mm -hmm. Well, at least to this episode, because let's just say it already. Like, I think re people really like Terry Crews as Joe. And, and, you know, obviously, I don't know about mixed feelings about Olivia Munn as Evie, but... I mean, more like, okay, let's just be honest. Terry Crews does chew up the screen. He, he is enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, his style of acting is exuberant. He's, he's very <laughs> physical with his acting. So it's hard to like not 
just be like, oh, let's and this just is, pay attention this to is, this. This is still Terry Crews at like 60%, though. Like, this isn't even yeah, full yeah. turned up Terry Crews. <laughs> yeah, this is like Terry Crews in the Walking Dead universe. Like, okay, I have to play somebody who has, you know, some issues to resolve. <laughs> so I'm yeah. not going to throw yeah. my hands up in the air, start dancing like Carlton, you know, like, so. <laughs> Flex yeah, out yeah, of so the duct tape. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like what I was thinking, right? Um, no, it's for my part, this is like something I've been waiting for for a very long time. Look, I like the Twilight Zone and I was hoping it would be like that. And so far it is without going into the second episode too much. I feel like the first episode was an interesting intro into what this series could be. And the second episode kind of just, well, gives you a nice segue or like a nice ramp up to what they're planning in store for the kind of show they're going to give you. Because it sounds like the rest of the episodes are somewhat the same. Well, some of the rest of the episodes are somewhat the same in terms of playing with physics, let's say, or fi- or um, introducing mechanics to the to these shows that has yet been introduced <laughs> to like suspend you your disbelief. You could say episode two. <laughs> no, no, but there's blew it's, up the standard formula. <laughs> but but it's more than just episode two. If you if you watch the <laughs> Walking Dead universe special, they showed us some of the clips from other episodes, and it's mm-hmm. there's hallucinations. And and a, just a whole like they're leaning into the suspension of disbelief in these in these anthology because I think they have to kind of do that to kind of give you a little bit more because it's an anthology style series not style it's an it's an anthology series period I'll be honest I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't like the first episode as much as I liked the second because I felt like the Wait, first what? didn't really Whoa. offer us I I did not like the first episode as much as I liked the second episode. No, I heard you. The and I feel the first, I, <laughs> I, like, I didn't. Ex- I didn't expect that. I feel like the first one didn't really give us anything new. It was two people that meet, mm. and, and you know, I, I don't feel like there was there was anything new to show us. We didn't learn any new lesson. It, it was just this one of the same old stories that we've already seen, just new characters. Whereas the second episode had a lot more to it, which the first one was good, but I just feel like it just wasn't a lot there. Just to give everybody a little bit of context, Sharon, did not like the second episode in the first watch. Right. And that's that's the thing. Like when we were talking about it behind the scenes, you liked it, but it wasn't like, you know, I, I liked it. My the, the biggest problem I had the first watch was I was watching it with Bridget and Rachel and my screen was really choppy. So I missed a lot of what was going on. But I just uh, listening okay. to it. I was really enjoying it. So when I okay. went back and watched it again the second time, I really, really loved it. But I, I liked it better than the first one, even even the first watch. I just liked that they did. I love Groundhog Day. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> this yeah. one was good. It was good. I liked Terry Crews and I liked Olivia Munn. I, it was funny. Told a story. It just, it just felt like there just wasn't a lot of substance to it. They didn't give you that extra like the second episode did. That that suspension of disbelief that you kind of need for mm-hmm. like a one off. I think it was a like a nice little introduction into the tales because it wasn't too far from the original show that we know. So they're like, here's a little mm. taste. And then in the second episode, we're going to blow your freaking minds. But we're going to yeah, ease you go into the, it first. Hole. So can you can you imagine? Can you imagine nope, if they nope, actually nope. aired the second one first? That people would have. Yeah, people would have like lost that. their shit. Uh, even yeah, people that honestly, liked it would have been like, mm, yeah. mm, 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 I don't like it. But um, yeah, <laughs> so, it's the, so they did it in the, in the right order. And Terry Crews mm-hmm. and Olivia Munn. I like Olivia, Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. 
I think she's she's Girl. gotten. I'm not saying she's a. I'm not saying she's a bad actor. I'm saying that like, I, it's nice. It's nice to see her grow as an actor over time. And watching her in this episode was was really really cool to see. And I haven't seen her in anything in a very long time too. So like from the this last thing I've really seen, this was a really great performance out of her. It seemed very very real. It was very believable. Can you believe that she had she like came back from giving birth and this is what she did? Oh my god. I did not know that. No, I love her even more. Mm. Yeah, I didn't yeah. either. Well, that explains her Instagram a lot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> she had probably just given birth because oh, she the pictures of her child. It was fairly recent. Oh. Yeah, it was fairly recent. Mm. So this was like the Sheesh. first thing that she did coming back from that. And so I think that's really cool that she was so willing to do something so physical. I think she's come out and kind of said like that it was really hard on her. But but it was really cool nonetheless. Like, kind of like Alana Masterson mm-hmm. when she talks about being on The Walking Dead and having uh, being pregnant on the show and having just given birth during the show's filming. Yeah, she she talked a lot about that. You know, being a guy gave me a little little window into what that might be like. Uh, so yeah, I get it. What I want to actually talk about next actually is um, something that I had heard about the character of Joe that I don't know was actually explicitly shown or mentioned or talked about during my watch and maybe this is something we can all hive mind on and that was the connection to Sasha and Tyrese I mean the only thing I could think of is the Ohio connection the fact that they are they were in Ohio possibly and I don't even know if that's true but what do you guys think because I know that was spoken about by Terry Crews mm, I didn't hear and anything I don't about that it that's was spoken about, about before it. the episode it was yeah, before the episode aired Right. Um, and actually, I read a lot of articles and I haven't seen it mentioned since then. Right. It was spoken about specifically so during. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if that was like a maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe. And then it wasn't at all the case. I, I think it was said at San Diego Comic-Con. Like we'd have to watch the, the coverage again to find out. I don't know if it was in reverence of Sasha and Tyrese Williams. And it could just be that. But I feel like it was mentioned at some point. So I guess none of us really saw that. And it doesn't mar anything for me but it made it so that like i was super eagle-eyed and i literally wrote almost everything down to see if i could figure it out it was just an idea that they had thrown out before the episode aired it was it was kind of one of those things that was mentioned like this kind of teases that that maybe this could be us seeing tyrese and and sasha again and and then that obviously wasn't what happened so you know what though um he does mention that he Mm. does have a sister and so i was thinking maybe maybe that could have been i mean but then then tyrese would have to be his brother too so it's like exactly why mention a sister and not your brother exactly unless they like really hate each other (laughs) but no no yeah but tyrese and sasha were so close that would be yeah weird yeah i don't know (laughs) like the third brother like the third sibling that they kind of like, oh, he's kind of like a prepper. We don't talk about him. <laughs> he's it's a crazy prepper, prepper brother. Hides, uh, hides away from everybody. And his estranged yeah. brother, Tyrese, who may have been on the Buckeyes. I don't know. Anyway, I don't. May, or maybe they were super close and like still. Uh, anyway, so I'm glad to know that like I'm not crazy and, and not or like not lazy and not being able to find anything. OK, that's fine. Because it was mentioned. Uh there's another thing I kind of want to just bring up briefly because as we were coming on to talk about this episode, I was thinking to myself, the danger in some of these episodes, other than some of the connections we can make to the greater universe, is that there may be things that we don't talk about. Second episode, there might be a lot to talk about, a, lot, a little bit more to talk about. But this episode was kind of like, a, hey, oh, there's a story, things happened, and that's it. 
a lot of the times with the Walking Dead universe, the reason why we have so much to talk about is because we kind of dig into prior episodes. We kind of create this map in our minds or, or speaking it out on these podcasts about where everybody is, what's everybody doing, why they do what they do based on things that they've done in the past or linking it to actions of other people on the show. But since these are one-offs, which is probably like why we all want some sort of thread that connects these one-offs to, to one another. Because I was thinking as I was watching the second episode, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool like if there was a thread, maybe even, it doesn't have to be in all the episodes, but like maybe like in the third or fourth or fifth episode or maybe even sixth, that kind of like, oh, there's Joe's bike in this episode. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like something even as simple as that, mm-hmm. Joe's bike is in, in a scene somewhere or the helmet or... Yeah. Uh, like we see know, the dude not, who not steals Joe's bike yeah. somewhere Or even like a scene. Road. Yeah, like we could even see like a scene that we saw in one episode from the point of view of other characters in another episode or so- something like that. Like That'd be cool. This is my brain as I'm watching. I know the connection. Skipper is related to Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tabitha was a goat and Skipper was <laughs> and a Skipper's lamb. A, a sheep. <laughs> Here I, I bring you... A they were on the, the same. They were raised on the same farm together. <laughs> that did not look like Eastman. Came from the same just, place. Just to be clear, just putting it out there. There's, there's that guy who's like wiry, and there's Eastman, who is not. <laughs> hey, so man, don't ju- this don't was Eastman, Eastman before, he was wiry in the like, beginning. yeah, right, like a, like a year into it, yeah. Like, the apocalypse takes it out of you. He had nothing to do but sit around and eat cheese. That's right. It's all that test batches of cheese really got to him. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Wrong hole. So, so I do have a theory on something that connects all of them. And actually, there's two sides. I don't want to get too heavy into it because I don't want to ruin anything for episode two. But one, and and you can, you can guess this based off the clip. One of the clips that we were shown on this the talking dead special right for this in preparation for this one of the clips was i cannot remember the character's name but it's the hallucination one right the and i thought jesse t usher thought, character yes i thought man that's really like that's really interesting and that's really unusual for this i mean it's not because we've seen hallucinations before but um but that to me signified obviously there's some sort of mental illness concept there and we're seeing that in these other episodes. And so that to me is one one theme that's tying through. And then another thing is unlikely duos that are forced to connect. <laughs> and so far. That's good. So far it's on point. But we'll just have to wait and see. But I think that, by the way, that Jesse T. Usher episode might not be the case, even though it it does kind of there the hallucination does kind of follow the theme, but it kind of does. But I like the mental illness thing. I was also thinking like part of it is so far, from what I could gather, that thread also might be regret, too. Like, things people regret. And so, so far, I'm seeing that in the first two episodes. The Jesse T. Usher one seems to be that. And perhaps even the Alpha episode might even be that. Some semblance of regret. So, let's keep our let's keep our eye on this thread. I, here we go. We've got some threads. And maybe it's not a matter of what we see in the universe, but what we feel. Can we talk about the title card? So there's six pictures, and obviously we know from watching the first two episodes that each of those coincides with an episode. And it looks like, from left to right, fire or an explosion. 
The second one, I had a really hard time telling what it was. It kind of looked like almost like headstones, but there was like a piece in the middle that I couldn't tell what that was. Well, I just did the graphic prior to creating the studio ahead of time, but it is it is a graveyard. Yeah, it is a graveyard. Okay. Yeah. So there's a graveyard. The third one is a skull. And some wooden planks. Okay. Uh, as a floor. Um, fourth is a house with the silhouette of a person in the window. Uh, the fifth is the motorcycle, which was Evie and Joe. Right. And then sixth is, it almost looks like a pier or a factory of it's, some kind. It's a riverboat. It's a riverboat. So boat. that is the alpha episode. That's episode three. Okay. So interesting, the order that they actually put this in. So also the, the first one, the fire has a telephone kind of, it's a, it's a handset. It's the, the handset and also the top of a telephone. So that could be, that's the second episode actually. So if I have to guess, the Jesse T. Usher one might be the the one with the skull because it does discuss murder. I think that leaves only the Jesse Ramirez and Daniela Pineda episode, which talks about the Bruja. And that my, that silhouette might be the Bruja. And not to be confused with... <laughs> Do you with mean the, like a witch? Bridget Kelly yeah. Canales? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bridget Kelly Canales from... The Old Ways. Which, by the way, you can watch our... Not the live watch, but you can watch our interview with the director and also a little little taste of Bridget Callicanales, who played Rachel on Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, I don't know what the episode is, but now we can link it. (laughs) So cool. So fucking cool. Bridget is so cool. We did do a super cut up. Bridget, but Bridget Bridget Canales is so cool. This is always confusing for me when we start talking about Bridget. I like her. She's so nice. Yeah. It's always so confusing. Not you, Bridget. (laughs) The other Bridget. Not this one. (laughs) Not regular Bridget. Right. Not ginger Bridget. <laughs> Punky Bridget. <laughs> Punky Bridget. <laughs> so, okay, let's keep talking about the title card because what do you think of it? Because there is an obvious kind of like, I want to say homage to Fear the Walking Dead in a sense, but instead of focusing on people, silhouettes of people necessarily, we're focusing on the silhouette of an object relating to the episode. So namely, once it goes through those six panels, it focuses on the bike itself, and that it that represents that this episode. It was kind of clean looking. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I like the colors, and it was invi- it was in- not inviting. It was intriguing. If you were if you didn't know anything about it about the show and you saw that, it, it's very intriguing. It gets your mind wondering. Looks like paper I thought too, it was- right? Like some of the the panels. Yeah. I thought it was really cool how it did remind me of Fear the Walking Dead, but also Walking Dead in the new intro with like the the like the moving pieces of everything. Like it was like a beautiful mm-hmm. tie-in of both titles for both shows. And they're like, here yeah, I thought I thought it was brilliant. I thought they did a fantastic job. Speaking of which, okay. Sometimes we retread ground for new people, like new host Bridget, and we can go through everybody's <laughs> opinions again just to kind of refresh everybody's memory. But when they dropped the normal intro for the past eight seasons for The Walking Dead and they switched to the new one in season nine, what did you think of that change, Bridget? It doesn't bother me. Like, I think it's cool when they do that change because, like, you're watching the same thing for how long? So, like, any little change is like, oh, cool. They changed it a little. Or, oh, sad, the person's name is gone because they're gone now. (laughs) But um, but what was his name? Michael Mando? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so Glenn, Glenn, or, uh, Stephen Young. <laughs> Stephen Young. <laughs> but um, you have a type, I think. <laughs> dead. <laughs> dead. My type is dead. <laughs> yeah, like, I like un- him dead. Unavailable t- anyway. <laughs> the 
un- the un- unavailable type. Oh my gosh. I can love them more once they're gone. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. All right. So, so when, but just to kind of recap though, because you know, the walking dead did kind of update its intros, its title sequence over the years, like other photos, other scenes, uh, kind of sort of match the season, uh, necessarily. But then when season nine came around, it was like, Whoa, let's just throw all that shit away and use this kind of, uh, illustrative type papery silhouette kind of. I thought it was cool. Sequence. Cause it gives little nods to the show in different ways. And, and I liked that it changed. And, you know, we saw in this last season, like the smoking of, you know, that the windmill is on fire and yeah. then it's smoking because the the fire's out. And I think those are all really nice touches. That's one that's just great graphic design. And it makes an Easter egg hunt, too, every now and again. Yeah. And it, so it makes it kind of fun. Something crazy. that's normally not interactive and is just meant to like it's there because that's the legality of it. Right. Like. They need to have their names in there, you know, and so it's this way to focus on that. So it's not meant to really be like super paid attention to normally. It's meant to be fast and have kind of a catchy song so that you, when you hear the song, you think of it. So it's nice to have little things to look for. Yeah. It's more engaging then. Yeah. And more graphical and less actual. Like that's the kind of, it's kind of like what I think Sharon was saying is like, it's inviting. It 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 just it, it's engages you, right? Exactly. More than what a person's face would, you know, or a photo. That was what they did with Game of Thrones with the title sequence. Every episode, they would change it up and show you where you were going to be in that episode. If if you were going to be in Winterfell and King's Landing, then that's what that was what you would see on the screen. They yeah. changed it up all the time. This football team from Iowa. Anyway. <laughs> Oh that was oh, hilarious. That was so great. He was, he was like, huh? <laughs> nothing, nothing, else, nothing else got his attention, huh? Nice segue. Yeah. She also said he really likes the football. <laughs> like, it wasn't football. It was Are you okay, Rich? <laughs> yeah. really I got me. <laughs> Someone's windows are getting washed. <laughs> oh my goodness. The football. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Facebook or like the Instagram. You know, it's the really. Google. You know, it's the craziest is like how I can catch myself doing that. Oh, like, oh, we're doing great on the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Suddenly you're old. The TikTok. <laughs> I'm just going to lean oh, in. Man. As soon as you start using articles where they're unnecessary, <laughs> you're old. Or like, uh, you know, when you're really old, I've, when when you start pluralizing things. I found out about things. it on the Ask Jeeves. <laughs> the Ask Thanks, Jeeves. Mary Yun. <laughs> Another Better Call Saul reference for you fuckers who haven't watched the show. Anyway. And if you How have it, you not watched you Better Call Saul? What are you yeah. doing? I, I can tell you, it's the, it, let's, this is a good thing to talk about. Like the common refrain. Uh, I haven't watched that show because I'm waiting till it ends so I could binge it all. I I say that a lot. <laughs> the Walking shows, Dead, to be more honest. than any other show, by the way, and people who love The Walking Ooh. Dead Ooh, who are, are waiting hurts. to binge Fear ah. the Walking Dead, which is binging The Walking Dead is a fucking task because I binged nine and a half seasons in two weeks. It's and... trauma. It's trauma. Yeah, we yeah. do that every now and then. It's rough. But I have to say, like, there's something about watching it week to week. That just gives you that experience that you don't get otherwise. And maybe I'm old school and I like, 
Because I think delayed gratification is a good thing and people should experience it. There's something about that experience of waiting. It hits it's, different though. Because I don't know. It's to just dovetail different. off of the way we watched the last two episodes of Better Call Saul, you guys watched it week to week and I watched them back to back. And honestly, the way you guys reacted to these episodes, like, oh, oh, my heart hurts. Uh, uh, I didn't have that because I watched the two episodes back to back. And so there was like a it was like seamless. It continued where it you left off, more or less. You didn't suffer with dead eyed, dead inside Kim for an entire week. <sighs> exactly. We, like, I hate I hated it. I, I was so upset over Kim for a week that I just couldn't. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was there we go. It was, yep. it was horrible. It was really hard, but like just think of how deeply that made you enjoy the the final episode then. Absolutely. I didn't have that. Right? Like it just it just incre I don't know. It just gives you an experience that you're not the, gonna get the, otherwise. It's, it's like waiting for the punchline. It the the that's that line you straddle from setup to punchline. Like if you can extend it as long as possible, so when it finally gets that part, it hits hard. Yeah, you feel it that much. Rachel cries. Everybody cries. I mean, I cried a little bit, but not as much as I probably would have had I watched week to week. But Rachel doesn't back. cry. She's dead inside. <laughs> Dave is looking at Rachel. She says, crying. Ponderously. <laughs> really? Really? We're we going there? <laughs> I can't even, don't I can't even say that. Rachel. Everyone has seen me cry. Everyone, yep. everyone has seen me cry. Um, anyways, so, but kind of going back, well, I mean, to sort of segue into Tales of the Walking Dead, uh, you don't have that here. And I think Tales almost becomes a solution to that problem in a sense where you can. You're okay. It's okay if you binge this series. There's, there's no, there's not going to be as much of a through line, if any at all. We don't know yet so far, even though we've watched the first few episodes, not really much of one, uh, if any at all. So it just seems to be where TV seems to be going. Way to bring this full circle, Dave, because it's just like the show's on idiocracy. Is that what we're going to get to eventually? Is the Camacho the nut cracking show president camacho <laughs> on idiocracy where you just remember it's just people getting kicked nuts. in the nuts over and over again out my balls yeah, out my nuts. <laughs> but that is isn't that a concern though going back to the 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 way people are are wanting to watch the walking circle. dead right like when people say that oh i'm waiting for the show to finish to watch the whole thing that's a cultural thing i'm not going to be the person like the old man on the chair that says you know, I will. Uh, oh, it's ruining the way we watch television. I'll say. But <laughs> at, at the same time, it's it, it's kind of like movie theaters, isn't it? Like, right. People don't go to people don't go to movie theaters. And the pandemic only made that way worse. And isn't that sad? Dave, don't you have like don't you have fond memories of going in and being dark and then walking out and being hot and like sunny out? That's like a, such a specific feeling that I cannot. You can't describe it unless you've experienced it. I'm old. <laughs> and I'm mad at the Let world. Me. <laughs> Let me counterpoint on the binging, though. I tried to watch Better Call Saul week to week when it first started. And I made it through the first season and a half, and I just lost interest in it week to week. But when it came out on Netflix a couple of years later, I binged the first three seasons, and I was hooked. So in some cases... And maybe not binging the whole series, but at least binging to get started and get you hooked on it is not necessarily a bad thing. That's exactly how I got hooked on BCS. 
And that's kind of how why I'm not going to be that person on the chair, because I think <sighs> we've all watched Netflix series, original series, etc. They're designed so that you binge them. They are serial. Yeah, I've binged a lot of shows. I'm just grumpy this, this just and large old, art. And I want people to be like I am. <laughs> no, that's not Bridget, how this world works. Bridget, I totally agree with you, though. There are some things, there are some movies, especially movies, that you have to watch on the big screen. It's a completely different experience. Like you said, like you go into a theater and it's all dark and the screen just takes over the, you know, the whole room and like, and you can really immerse yourself in this story that you're watching. And then, and so, yeah, like I do really miss movies. I, I miss going to the movie theater. Well, and it was it was a shared experience, even though you didn't know all the people in the theater with you. You were still yeah. sharing that. Yeah, yes. like a comedy so show. How many times together. have you walked yes. out? How many times have you walked out talking to strangers about the movie that you just watched all of yes. you together? And you, would, yes, yep. yeah, yep, yes, agreed. <laughs> of course, and, we do that now. We just do it online instead of doing it in the actual it's theater. True. It's we true. just go on Twitter and tell everybody about it. And not to side tangent even more, but like, I even noticed that, look, it's the reason why Joe was able to survive as long as he did. Like, it's one thing if you watch a game over and over again, but like when you have your dog with you, I mean, it becomes bearable. Even watching Sprung by myself didn't feel like, okay, I just know that if Evelyn was right next to me, we'd be dying with laughter. But like by yourself, you Uh sound crazy laughing out loud and you know it, (laughs) you're laughing in your head mostly. You know, except for maybe one or two, two times. Like we're like, <laughs> there's no I point. I'm that crazy person that laughs out loud by myself. Yeah, I laugh super <laughs> I out loud too. by myself. But I just know I I'd mean, be now laughing. I'm going to be super aware of how crazy I look, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like watching it the first but time. I like, I like That's why we love it. I can you. watch something the first time with somebody and enjoy it a lot more. But then I can watch it by myself the second time and, and not feel the same way. I'll even talk right. out loud to my by myself like if they're doing something stupid i will say what are you doing that is stupid like and there's no one there i'm talking to no one i'm just talking to the air around me. we need to do more ray reacts like just because like no one, i don't know what this is like being the crazy i can, I can tell you because no, we watch stuff together all the time i can tell you <laughs> What's wrong? No, no, no. Yes. Alone. Alone. Because I kind of want to like, I want to get that like voyeuristic kind of like, what is she like when she's watching shit by herself? <laughs> anyway, Ew. but but to, to dovetail back to, hmm, so well, just stop thinking that way. <laughs> um, but going back to Joe, it, it is the reason why he was able to survive so long, because we are social animals. And no matter how hard Joe pushed away the world, it was bearable because Gilly was there. Gilligan was there with him. And once he was gone, all that went out the window. But the reason why he pushes the world away is because he was paranoid about the end. Like it wasn't for any other reason, but the episode of the shelter. So an episode that we talked about in the twilight zone a lot was, has been the shelter. It kind of dips into the whole idea of how people act in a crisis situation or in a in a hysteria situation the beginning starts out everybody's all friends they're celebrating a birthday party it starts out with for he's like a jolly good fellow and it's about the guy who has the shelter as soon as the air raid signs hit he goes to his shelter with his family and then the the others at the party you know they're all complaining because they they weren't as crazy as he was you know he was the one who built the shelter and that's the express reason why he does this it's an express reason why he pushes away the world because he knows the end is coming and he needs to be prepared and he's pushing people away so that he doesn't have to deal with 
that mentality, that behavior. He was prepared, so far prepared that he was preparing for that worst case scenario of the people he loves wanting to get into his shelter, which when you get to the end, you should be scared. It's the reason why she actually turns out to be super crazy, which makes me ask the question, because she was in contact with her husband, with all these other people, and I'll get to some of the bigger questions later, but like the reason why she goes crazy is because she didn't do that. People were banging on her shelter door. She heard the screams. The music was the only thing to sort of let the screams go out, but then she admits like, oh, I still hear the screams because I'm fucking crazy. So the question I have to ask you, like, it's like this really catch 22. Like he did all that so that he could survive, but he never really had a life because of it. So who's better off in this scenario? <laughs> Sandra or Joe? I mean, well, <laughs> one is a serial killer and the other isn't. Well, they so. both survive. You know, survival is paramount, guys. Also, I'm inclined to believe that Sandra was a little crazy before the world ended. Just saying. I don't know. Just judging by the chats. And then again, that brings up another issue, right? Because <laughs> we think we know somebody through the Internet. Podcasts notwithstanding. And meeting in person finally. <laughs> <laughs> but we think we know somebody, but then we finally meet them in person. And some of us do have like an online persona as opposed to when we see each other and be with each other in person. We act, some of us act differently than we do in person than we do online. So that could be a factor as well. Maybe she was crazy. Maybe she never had a husband. Maybe she killed her husband. That's, that I, was the bigger I, question. I was kind of thinking that. I mean, I was thinking this it's chick written was in crazy my notes. already. <laughs> Right. So did she kill maybe her own husband? Because she says he, did, he didn't make it. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, he passed, maybe she was he passed before. He maybe passed. She was yeah, he passed before the apocalypse. the apocalypse. Let me tell you something. That's some serious Gus Fring uh, underground mm -hmm. bunkerism going on down there. Like, did she have a team of Germans oh. come and build that shit? Because <laughs> that was um, some super engineered um, fucking bunkers going on. Concrete, so, yeah. So Gloria. she she says in the chats, her husband would be so angry with her if he knew that she got the plat upgraded to the platinum bunker. So she paid someone to install that. Mm -hmm. And then also, then right after that, he passed. And so then I was like, maybe he was like, you ain't spending my money on a platinum bunker. <laughs> and then she was like, I Ooh. already did. And also, stab, stab, stop, stab. you're annoying me. <laughs> Stabby, stab, stab. Also, Stab. <laughs> well, it's in text format, so that's why. Uh, asterisk, stab. The caption. The cap Aster asterisk. Stab my husband. Asterisk. asterisk. Oh I, I love you. Maybe, you should be scared. Maybe she anyway. was dotting the eye. She dotted the eye. All right. It would have been really cool if if she would have said instead of platinum, like the the Ziegler. A shelter like so like the german engineer <laughs> they gotta do more of these these tie-ins folks come on i'm, I'm writing cool. the, i write this show why don't we keep going with this because i what i was wondering about for like the longest time i was like what what is dot the i why is his screen name dot the i you, yeah it crosses but i kind of want to ask you guys he's, he's crossing his t's and dotting his eyes dot the i okay cool I didn't think of that to be honest with you, but then, but then at the end of the thing, he mentions that I wanted to give you a proper Buckeye. I bet he did. <laughs> but what are Buckeyes? We're just getting some more Ohio there with Toledo and the Commonwealth and Primrose and Deanna, 
all roads lead to Ohio. It is appearing that way. I mean, in terms slash Michigan. In terms of connections <laughs> to the greater universe, that that's the big one. But is there anything in this episode that indicates anything relating to the Commonwealth? And that's the thing. Like you were waiting for it. You, I mean, come on. We were all kind of waiting for but it a little bit. To be fair, at the very beginning in the bunker, you see a sign that says days since the whole world blew the game. Mm-hmm. And it was only 402 days. So we're only, I think. A year, a little over a year. A year and change. I think someone said it would have been around the time that Rick and them were at the prison. Yeah. Does that seem right? Yeah. yeah. Because, because, um, Say it was, what, a month in when Lori got pregnant, so 10 months until Judith was born. So say 14 months if it's a year and a, and a few, you know, a little over a year, so 14 months. Judith would still be a little baby, little bitty baby. So, yeah, prison, right around the yeah, right yeah. Around when they were at the prison or leaving the prison. Wouldn't it be interesting if, yeah. if 402, day, 402 days later, that's when Judith was born? Give Lori a little bit, a couple more months, you yeah. <laughs> know, well, it was only two. It was only two months until Rick came back. Yeah, so about two. I mean, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Lori. Hey, hey, I know. I'm the, I'm like a Lori defender. Ugh. I'm a, I'm a, you Lori apologist. I'm a Lori Ugh. apologist. You are alone in that. Friend. I'm a Lori cuck. You are alone, alone in that. He's a simp. I'm, I'm for a Lori, Lori. simp. <laughs> I I can easily. You know what it is like we. If people can defend Negan, even back then, it's it's okay to defend Lori. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> or Shane. The worst. Like I, I know that like after so much time, people can defend Shane. But I love only, Shane. but only after. So, but like, but his actions and etc. After so much time, yes. A- after so he much time, Negan, yes. <laughs> but then going back, like, but right out of the gate, no. And I, so I don't know. I mean, after so much time studying these people in The Walking Dead, I get Lori. I understand why she was the way she was. It wasn't crazy to me. I didn't think she was crazy. I just thought she was a two-faced, horrible shrew. (laughs) (laughs) It's complicated. (laughs) I hate her less now than I did initially. I still don't like her. Yeah, because we get exposed to all sorts of people. I've softened to her. Yeah. I mean, but we get exposed to all sorts of people. So, like, it just... I'm not, I'm not saying Lori is crazy. I'm like, it doesn't seem so crazy for one to be like, okay, mm. all right. It's it's all right. I get I get it. People express... And well, it kind of goes back to Sandra, too. Like, in, in a sense, too. Like, what happened to her? Let's assume she didn't kill her own husband for getting in, in her face about the bunker. <laughs> what happened to her with all the people screaming and begging to go back to into, into her shelter... And her having to deal with that. And then actually somebody getting in was traumatic for her. And it may have changed her. Which is why I think of Joe sometimes because of how he purposefully made it so that situation would not happen. So, like, I I often think about, like, what it would have been like for Joe had he not done that. And, like, would that have changed him? He could have easily been Sandra had he not traumatized himself. He is a coward. But that helped him survive. Because they were, okay, so one thing that I was thinking about throughout this entire watch was how like how different they play Joe and Evie at first. Joe was normal, but he pushed people away because he was he was a prepper. He was like, I'm convinced the world's going to end. And in order to prepare myself, not only do I have to build a shelter, I have to push people away so that people won't beg for the shelter when it happens. Sandra 
is exactly like him. And the only difference is that she didn't do it. She didn't go to the, to those lengths that he did to push people away to the point where like, okay, in the beginning, he's reading the book after Gilly dies, Gilly Gilligan, because he has nobody else. And he's reading in the book. We should meet up in, uh, we should meet up IRL. And he's like, yeah, but to that extent, he doesn't want to get into that. So in a sense, he was her in present times. He was that much like not wanting to meet people, even people he has a connection with to avoid that situation. And yet when he finally meets her, she is like him in the past. She's like, no, no, fuck you. That's my shelter. So do you get what I'm saying? There's so much like, and then you meet Evie and it's like, they couldn't be more different. But at the end of the day, they both got their start when the apocalypse happened. You know, their real start, like Daryl Dixon and like, (laughs) like most, well, a lot of the people in the walking dead universe, like, Oh, I was dysfunctional. Eugene. (laughs) I mean, you know, Eugene (laughs) took him a while. Nick. Yeah. Nick Clark. Exactly. Exactly. Let's talk about Gilligan for a hot second because Gilligan. because people are going to feel differently about this than others. And uh, I kind of want to hail back to when we saw Rufus on Fear of the Walking Dead die and how actually how affected I was by that. And I think it was because of how many times we saw him in, you know, in that in the universe, like how many episodes he was in. So I got to be attached with him. I didn't feel the same way about Gilly so much. I felt for Joe more than anything else but uh, oh i loved gilly in three minutes i loved him (laughs) so dearly (laughs) i was watching with rachel and um at right at the time when gilly got killed dennis started talking to me so i was (gasps) looking away i I didn't see that part and um rachel was like rachel's like please don't turn around please don't turn around please don't turn around so i i totally missed that part and then when i rewatched it today i just skipped that part because i don't want to see it well, yeah, yeah, you don't really get to see it, but but well, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. Yeah, I don't even want to know. As soon as she I'll say is... this because we don't have to talk about it, but I just want to say he did technically die saving his owner. That's true, and that's just like so beautiful and sweet. I'm gonna cry oh. because <laughs> I just it's just such a such a trait of dogs, and that's like it's just so touching. It's for like a split second, but he was protecting his owner and that's just so beautiful. And it's like, this is all delivered within like three and a half minutes or whatever. This connection that you get to this character and his Pat. And it's just like, that's such great writing. So that's great if he named him Gilligan because he was stranded on an island alone with him. He was the island unto himself because I just put it together that they named the sheep goat. Uh, Skipper. Skipper, yeah, Skipper. exactly. Gilligan and Skipper. I mean, even his shirt uh, at one point, the polo shirt, it's obviously a nod to the Buckeyes, but it looked kind of like Gilligan's, like that big ass red shirt that Gilligan would wear, Ooh. that long sleeve. <laughs> so, like, I, but I want to kind of take that further because on my second watch, okay, they did some interesting world building with to kind of hyper accelerate, hopefully, for most people, the connection he has with Gilligan. And that's he wears the Doberman pajama pants he has a doberman mailbox and there was one other thing too that that i saw if i remember right those were the two big things but um i think the fact that gilligan was obviously getting older yeah and like even though he peed in the bed it wasn't like anger it was like oh gilligan like he was just like like he's like it's okay to get older like that was just so sweet there was such a strong connection there and it was built so quickly 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they're watching the game together and you could tell that was like the routine. Dog people are going to get it yeah. a hell of a lot faster than non-dog people. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> that's fair. you know, for me, but I'm pulling all in all the references be like, oh, this is how tight their connection is. He's the only person he like allowed to get into his oh, inner circle. He had a picture of him on his bike. That too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That'll, that's that'll do it for one. me. I mean, I could look at my notes, but I wrote too many. It's like, you know when it is when you think you're, you don't have a lot to talk about, then you feel the need to write everything almost like not everything, but like, you know, like you're taking notes for class kind of thing. You're like, okay, remember this, remember that. <laughs> and then this happened. Right. And then this Wolverines happened. slash factory boys. Yeah. Flint, Michigan. Right. Obviously. Anyway, so <laughs> no, seriously, that's my notes. Taking it a little bit further though. Second watch. I almost thought to myself, because let's put myself in the mind of maybe somebody who owns a pet who thinks they're you know, like people. Let's assume that maybe Gilly is aware of his failings and that he loves his owner and that he has a conscious thought of what's happening around him when the walkers start to come. Joe says to Gilly, hey, stop that. You're going to draw more of them. And he keeps barking. And then not only that defends his owner, let's say, but I almost thought, OK, not just defending his owner. He's there when he's reading the book, uh, the, the book of chats. So I almost think that Gilligan knows this is the end for him. And then almost like, hey, buddy, I'm not going to go out just defending you. I'm going out so that you can find other people because you need to find other people. It can't just be me. You need to start living like so, like I'm thinking the dog knows that like he needs to end this and not draw this out because Joe needs people. ASAP. That's a really nice thought. I know that's I know I know it's not <laughs> so that's like sad, but it's nice. Yeah, that's that's the sacrifice that I think Gilligan makes more than anything else. And I wrote that in my notes. It's not something I just thought up now. I'm like, it's so sweet to think about. I actually looked up, I tried to, and I don't know if I was that successful because not a lot came up when I did look this up. But I actually looked up the the expression, may your next life be blessed, which you'd think I'd be able to find more. So I took out the may your and just next life be blessed i think it's a common like hindu saying like kind of like maybe one would say in yoga circles you know she's obviously new agey mm -hmm. and then stuff like that so i i just thought that was like a nice touch you know kind of reminds me of Sadiq a little bit you know reincarnation <laughs> i mean Sadiq is obviously muslim but like it, hindus it reminded me of um world beyond oh interesting yeah asha that's what it reminds me mm -hmm. asha the and um, in the eyes, yeah and mm -hmm. her brother, I can't remember her brother's name. And oh, Dev. Reason, but Dev. Dev, yeah, Asha and Dev, when they were doing the flowers. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, so I thought that was a nice, a nice little touch. But again, accenting like how different these people are too. I called her, I called her Lynn Collins in the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> the woo? I liked her, uh, I liked the her rainbow macrame the... net. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Roll the eyes. I loved that line though. <laughs> You do you do a mean clove hitch as your father in the military? Oh no, I took a macrame class at Big in Big Sur. Like, can't believe it actually worked. It was like so funny. You're really tight I in loved there. That. Yeah, so great. Speed ahead to where he goes. What is happening? Well, I also I also loved that. Um, that when he's in the net, she says that thing about like all working on all weights, not your core, huh? Yeah. Which is like that's a really yoga thing to say. And she, and he's like, my core, so my core is fine. My core is fine. It's your tight ass net. Just, Clearly, so, his core is fine. It was great. <laughs> it was great. I just loved it. 
but I, I also thought like when you see the previews for that episode like i didn't like the net look kind of shimmery in the in the in the night kind of environment it was, it was like what a cool like effect using the rainbow net like in this dark of night and it makes me wonder like how it actually looks like in the daytime but like i thought it was like a this hippie net hippie looking shimmery rainbowy net capturing this big dude who for all intents and purposes like for to a complete stranger looks com- very dangerous but i just thought that was just kind of like oh he's like in this little cocoon and we're going to rebirth him <laughs> into into this hippie dippy person's lap i guess <laughs> i mean in a way right that very end the vintage postcard very end says welcome back it's in reference to like he's back in the world yeah again which i also thought was a nice touch completely makes sense like so like not only do they have like a title card but they have like an end card now i i didn't pay attention too much in the second episode but i was wondering if there was anything like that no but it was it was so fitting for the first episode because they were doing all those was like that vintage postcard you know they're doing the traveling montage right. so it like made sense springfield that they and, and dayton and all that stuff so okay no and that's pretty cool and like on the card itself too like it had little moments from the episode like them on the bike mm-hmm. and uh and gilly i think too or maybe the mailbox or something like that yeah so the songs that were playing in the episode like okay so which i'm not going to go through but in particular like in the beginning obviously he's listening to charlie pride's kiss an angel good morning but it got me thinking like this is the guy this is a guy that all he likes is doberman and football and so what i was thinking was that because they play it at the end like in sandra's bunker this is the song she's using again to kind of give you symmetry to these two people are the same but they did one thing that made things different she had obviously liked the song before and uh, she uses it to squelch well, the she's screams. She's listening to a different song. No, she's listening to the song he was listening to on the bike. No, wasn't it? She's listening to a Buddy Holly song. Oh, at in the beginning, it was the Buddy Holly song. But after, when he's eating the pot brownie, it goes back to Charlie Pride's uh, "Kiss an Angel in the Morning." Does it? I thought it was still "Dearest." N- no. I, well, let me let me just double check. Uh, I, am I wrong? I I don't think so. I thought it was still "Dearest" because he goes, "Wow, you really like this song." Because it just kept playing on repeat. Okay. And it was maybe, really I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I just thought it was interesting because I, so I thought it was me. the same song that, they, that he was playing on the, on the bike afterwards. Well, they played it more than once because there's a t- they do play it on the road when they're finally getting along. Like, so they play it at the beginning of their trip and then further into their trip after okay. like, the montage. Okay. Okay. I could have sworn I thought, oh, well. Maybe we'll go back to it again. I just thought that maybe that was a little interesting because I almost. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's or maybe it's layered in. Maybe. The reason why I even bring it up is because it it almost seems as though he likes it because she liked it. And he's like, oh, you should try listening to this song. And like, that's the reason why he likes the song, period, because it just Mm. didn't seem like he was like a music guy. Do you know what I mean? But on the note of what you were saying before, like about how he and Evie were listening to it at first. Well, he was only listening to it and she was trying to sing along. and He was annoyed. First of all, they they both sounded terrible at first. Like they're both <laughs> terrible singers. But if you if you pay close attention to the second time they're singing it, they're they actually sound okay as singers. They're actually singing it in tune, which is kind of like a cool narrative way of saying, "Oh, we're in sync. Like we're in tune with one another." And this is like right before the bike gets stolen, you know, they make camp in the factory and he's drinking booze, etc. and like it finally gets stolen, but like right at that moment he's like complimenting her. 
and like, you know, you're so capable, blah, blah, blah. You know, why are you going back to this? Whatever. So I just thought that was kind of like a cool touch. Like, okay, they actually can sing. They just they needed to be in sync before they could. <laughs> can we talk about the names that they give walkers in this? The Because there was two different names, and I thought they were both kind of cool. The toe tags? Yeah. I like let's, let's start with toe the toe tags. tags. Toe tags. Toe tags, which I really liked. I thought that was really clever. Mm-hmm. Yep. That That was a good one. And it's something I've always loved about this universe is the different names because that would be so true. Each region would have developed their own name. It makes sense. But why do you think she calls hers Dead Eyes? Uh, Sandra, sorry. I was wondering. (laughs) Yeah. Now, technically, she's from a different area. So, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. Does it have to do with her being kind of crazy? Yeah, maybe. Probably. Oh. <laughs> I'm quite offended oh. by this character, this crazy redhead from Michigan. It's <clears throat> <clears throat> a, a, little, a little offensive. Yeah, what you may not Just know saying. about Rachel is, are you are you a natural redhead? I am. Okay. It's hard to tell with your pink hair and sometimes blonde. And, yeah. But, um, My eyebrows are red. Yeah, and just so everybody else knows, like, if who's not watching us right now, yes. and they, they wouldn't know anyway I'm if they were. Very much a redhead. So you're saying uh, you feel attacked? A little bit. <laughs> By Sandra? A little bit. A little bit. You're making us, us redheads from Michigan look bad. I know, because if this was, like, accurate to the world, she would have been from Wisconsin, because that's where all the serial killers live. <laughs> Rachel, were you born in Michigan? Is that, you know? I- Yes, I was born in Michigan. Saginaw, Michigan. What if you find out you were born in Wisconsin or Iowa, maybe? (laughs) Anyway. Maybe it's because she's in Michigan and it's the Michigan uh, Wolverines and Wolverines are dead-eyed creatures that will eat your face off. (laughs) And fuck your life up. So I wanted to ask you guys something because I don't know how I feel about so, from Flint to Mount Pleasant, because I, I live here, I know these things, I know how long that distance is. While they were discussing how long it was going to take, they still had... The bike. The bike. Okay. Flint to Mount Pleasant is an hour and a half. Right. <laughs> Not 12. <laughs> was that, is that the distance? Is that it, what they, how long they said it would take? Yeah. He said I it was going to take 12 I didn't hours. think they were in Michigan yet at that point. They were in Flint. They were because the the city the city names had flashed up on the screen. They went through Ann Arbor ah. and then they went to and then Flint fl- uh, flashed up and flip then they flopped. were in this flip flat flat. So they went through Ann Arbor, then they went through Flint, which is accurate. I that was my route well, to and from school every day. And then they were in the abandoned factory. If there was a bunch of abandoned cars on the road and walkers in the way, like. You know, is that just like an estimate? We didn't really see a lot of walkers. I wanted to think the same thing, but we didn't really see a whole lot of walkers. Now, however, however, (laughs) I think Rachel's going to say once the bike, once the bike got stolen and they were on foot. Yes, I can see that taking. I can see that taking maybe 12 hours. But I was even going to say, so I was going to say what Bridget was going to say, because they kind of established that, like, oh, you wouldn't be able to navigate out of where I live without me, because I know where all the traps are. I know where all the mm-hmm. where the roads are washed away, etc. But there's an, an additional factor, and that is, what is the bike? An electric bike. What does it use? I think solar power. And so they can only go so far before they have to charge and make camp. And Oh, I course, guess I didn't catch that part. 
Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. What shows, that makes sense. What shows the solar panels a lot more clearly is actually the graphic, not the actual bike. Because you're when you're looking at the bike, you're not paying attention to the fucking bike as much. You're looking at Terry Crews. Again, he's chewing up the screen. But the actual <laughs> graphic for the episode shows the solar panels at the um, on the, uh, the sidecar. So they can only go so far in a charge. And, and also they can only go so far. It, it has to take so much time to charge those batteries, too. Because solar power, even ba- especially back then in 2010, 11. Well, no, let's just say 10 because no technology was invented in 2011. But 2010, <laughs> the technology was not as great as it is marginally better now. So... You know, so there's all that, too. So, of course, it's going to take 12 hours. You know, they got to they can only go maybe two up one hour, two hours at a time, possibly. I know he had a lot of batteries, but again, charge why, time. This is why I needed to talk. It yeah, no, I, Cause I, I'm I get like, it. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, I didn't pick up on that at all. So good call. Dave. Yeah, so. yeah, you're you're welcome. I wrote everything down. I wrote it all down. <laughs> he wrote the show. That's I, why he knows. I, I was in the writer's room and I said, that's wrong. Rachel's going to call me out on that. Oh, let's make, <laughs> make let's make the bike electric so it wouldn't call me out as go. much. That's wrong. Rachel's going to call <laughs> me out. She's from Michigan. What are you <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about something. Oh, okay. So there was a little interesting foreshadowing when they f- get attacked in that circle, when Evie and Joe, and they, you know, which establishes their trust, right? In the midst of that attack, they see a walker with its heart missing, right? With a chest cavity. In that was place. awesome. But you see that again, right before he meets Sandra, there's a walker with a pole or something or flagpole or tent pole or some mm-hmm. big pole stuck in his chest. Do you think that was, I know that that first walker was quite far away from where she lived. Cause I, I don't know if they were in Michigan just yet. I'm not sure. I just, the timeline and everything. Could, oh, it, it, do you think it was her cutting people's hearts that, out? That's what I was thinking. That it was a bit of foreshadowing. She's not going to keep the walker down there too. So, you know, she's probably going to throw the dead body over the, the thing <laughs> outside in the whatever. And, you know, we've known walkers to follow long distances after a while. You're like, Oh shit! That that walker was from that episode there in the prison. What is it doing out here in in Virginia? Uh, anyway, so so I, I I thought it was like a little bit of foreshadowing because obviously Joe is at the final stroke. Well, Sandra is like aiming for the, the cleaver for the chest and which hits the crystal. So, but Sharon, you look like she has to say something. She's. I was just found it interesting that you said the the circle and then it built their trust because. If you think about episode two, what is the name of the company that Circle of Trust? At? Let's just say that out loud. Circle of Trust here now and always or whatever that was. <laughs> Which also, I'm just going to say this out loud since we now that it's open, the genie has been uncorked. Uh, the One of the production companies, I, I forget what it is exactly, but it's called Circle of Confusion. So, mm. so like when you see the end, Idiot Box, um, Circle of Confusion, Valhalla. I was thinking that the the walker with the heart missing might be a possible way for them to thread through the series. Like maybe whoever is doing this with the the no heart walkers is something that's mm. threading through the series. I'm thinking maybe the Bruja too, specifically. Well, it could even be the Jesse T. Usher one because that, that hallucination walker was gnarly. But but yeah yeah so that's an interesting uh, noteworthy I thing just, to mention. I just every time you say Jesse T. Usher, I get this vision of A Train like plowing through a, <laughs> through a thing of one pile of walkers. It was A Train that took out the heart. He uses super speed. Let's yep. go boom. 
Okay, so that's weird because I saw a clip from a different episode and there's a different hallucination with a different actor. Oh, really? Also, yes. From which episode? Oh, with Poppy. I don't know which no. one it is. No, no, no. I don't know no. who it would be. Mm-mm. Oh, maybe with Poppy it's a, Lou. It's a woman. Yeah, Poppy Lou. It's a woman, but no, because the promo for her is where she's running away. Like doing. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's not that one. Okay. It's a different one. But anyway. No, oh, okay. I digress. Okay. So there are some, there are a few of us who actually have had edibles. And I was, one of the things I was wondering was, damn, that edible worked fast. Yeah. Right? Not only did it work fast, but it was like, what was this like some super edible? Because I have never had a PCP in it too. Yeah. Right. Like what the hell did she put in there? Because it's definitely laced uh, with something. Sure. Uh, I've had some edibles and they did not make me that loopy. No, that it, it's definitely super, super powerful. Right. But the thing was, is that like, and maybe this is again, bone to pick and it's not a big one. It doesn't really affect me as a human or bother me or take me out of the watch or any of those negative things. But that second watch, I'm like, wait a minute, that's an edible. Edibles are notoriously <laughs> take a long time to unless, take effect. Unless we're seeing it from Joe's perspective and it kind of was fucking up his perception of time. Of time. Which that happens yeah. to... I, and I'm terrible, like, with edibles. Did he even, though even finish it? No. no uh, just a few nibbles. The other, yeah, that I, was I, the yeah. other thing. Well, mm, well, well, well... I mean, I don't know. Um, like, trust me, you don't need to finish it. Yeah, that's that what doesn't. That was a huge brownie too, and you don't even not need to people, get halfway. Not everyone has to finish it. <laughs> I, could, I could tell you horror stories, man. Holy! Fuck. I, I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I, I would know. I'm just. I'm just. I'm assuming, having never experienced this before, I'm based just, on what I'm I've guessing. seen on television. Hold up, no. tell them the truth. <laughs> no i can't i don't know who watches this podcast good point anyway oh, wait, so i'm in michigan it's legal yeah, i think the cat's out of the bag bridget <laughs> i did it i okay. did it in michigan it's in my... where it was legal <laughs> okay to be fair to be this is my old life my old life i used to be wild <laughs> i'm no longer wild except for at conventions when i get a little bit wild yeah, you're okay. You've seen it, people. People in this podcast, you've witnessed it. You're okay. You're, you're good. You're good. You're good. I'm actually kind of impressed that you're you're, you're good. Thank God there's not footage yeah. of that. Oh, there is, but uh, it's it's. I keep that in the pocket. It's not. It's oh. not out there. It's it's in the pocket. Okay. Oh no, not that. Not that footage. The footage. T- Never mind. Sweat. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> she ain't watching this podcast and you know she ain't watching this podcast but you know let's not let's not put that well as her friends certainly aren't yeah bitches (laughs) you nosy bitch (laughs) i have to say that line actually caught me off guard Mm -hmm. oh yeah like i was so surprised by the intensity and it's so it's not like like you know because so much of joe was terry cruz right like fun and like kind of goofy like it was it was him kind of you know but that i wasn't ready for it it was it actually the first watch i was like doing something when that (laughs) line came up and it like it forced it like jerked me out of what i was doing am i I watching the same show trev is that you (laughs) 
was like, what's happening? Trevor, are you Terry Crews? No. No, but so the, the question to really ask, because I can see this being a, a question. Did it jar you enough to kind of like make you think, oh, does it take you out of the moment or does it take you out of the reality they're trying to establish? Because you could easily see no, it. No, no, no. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Like, I mean, it was jarring in the fact that it was like such an unexpected emotion, but it felt so genuine. So it like it shook me out of like because I think we were in the car and I was watching it in the car on my phone, which was a horrible way to watch it. And, um, and so, <laughs> yeah. So when that happened, I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> trying just trying to use every possible minute of my day um i wasn't driving i wasn't i wasn't driving let me clarify that's what i okay good thank you i was in the passenger seat i was not driving so yeah so i like it kind of like brought me back because sometimes i'll like kind of daze off while i'm watching something and like kind of lose focus and that how dare you that really brought me back into it so no it wasn't jarring in a bad way by any means right 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 like it wasn't like um I'm trying to f- find the right words. Like it wasn't jarring to the point where it's like, oh, this isn't the character or like, uh, the, this doesn't seem aligned yeah, it was like, with the character. It was like, it's oh, bullshit. wow. This is like, he's, he's really intense. Cause I mean, it was weird. She just grabbed his bag and started going through it. And she's like, you want me to trust you? Don't you? And it's like, I'd be mad. I, I get it. I'm, I mean, I get I'd be it. Like, dude. No, and, he- and especially when she's going through something so personal, right. like might as well have been his diary. But she makes a really good point. Why don't you want me to go through there? What, are your friends waiting for me up the road? Like, I mean, this is the world they live in, though. You know, we have seen that happen. Which so Sandra get, says also, by the way. It's a, it's a nice mirror it. to Sandra, too, because she says, oh, I don't believe you. You have people waiting for, you know, like, mm-hmm. to take my shit. And then Evie shows up, so. That was another jarring moment in that episode, too. When she's like, you're here for my bunker or whatever. He's like, no, I want you. And she's like, I don't believe you. Like, props to that actress. Oh, yeah. She's getting she a lot of fanfare, too, amazing. by the way. Ooh, she she was wears amazing. crazy pants well. <laughs> 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 yeah, total, total props. I, I I forget. I don't have her name now, but it'll be in the, the blog or something. Actress Kersey Bryan. And she's like, people are loving the actress, too. Because like, she's been posting a lot of like behind the scenes stuff, like, pictures of skipper i don't know what the real name of the lamb is she goes this is the real star of the show she put lamb on the screen it's cute no i kind of want to go back to the dead eyes though too because i I, at the end of my notes i saw i wrote dead eyes instead of buck eyes and like you know if Mm. and then if you dot the eye they're no longer dead eyes so like you know there's like actual eye there whatever so that that was kind of cool that they were playing (laughs) with the names and everything whatever I also did something really <laughs> stupid because they were talking about Tom. Tom is Sandra's husband. Stephen is Evie's hus- separated husband. And I was trying, I was trying to like see if there were any other Gilligan's Island references too, because I kind of wanted to want them to keep going. But like I looked up the the original names, and by the way, the skipper's name is something crazy. Uh, that like, so no, there is no connection. <laughs> their their real names are, uh, their real names on the show are really just bananas uh and, and not names real people have to be honest with you <laughs> if you look it okay. up I'll, I'll, I'll put that in the blog too i don't give a shit aiden you got a lot of work to do so uh, <laughs> they dropped two or was it no three f-bombs mm-hmm. in this episode three that was crazy times there are changing right <laughs> i know right it was nuts but it's like i couldn't believe it but amc's doing fucking great too i mean th- yeah i'm just thinking about it now like amc is not really beholden to like a lot of the same or any of the same 
types of restraints that public television has. So like I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, they're a cable network. Yeah, like so why do Not that why a, is that even that's a, a thing? thing? I guess still. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I love the part at the end where he's like, "Why am I so hungry?" Yeah, what is happening? That was a nice little. That was, that was fucking dramatic. That was fucking dramatic. That was fucking dramatic. It was such a great. It was such a great delivery. Those lines were incredible. <laughs> why didn't they just kill? dead sandra and stay in the fucking bunker they had like the platinum yeah. fucking bunker why did they leave oh because sandra's still down there. well fucking kill her and throw her ass out and stay in the bunker no i don't think that nope. was why nope i don't think that was why it, you you know why you, you you already know why because that dude has been living down in the bunker for so long that it would not it would be like after all after the journey he's been through it's just not yeah i mean you can still go out and live your life and travel around and like do runs and everything but you can still have a safe place to come back at night and stay you know you can still go out and be adventurous but it's nice to have a place to come back to that is safe where you can get some rest i I get that i i just think that like it would be like anti the character for him to do that at this point because i think the whole point of him going through this journey was to actually start living and to, to kind of go back to sheltering in... No, I, and let me just be clear. I love that you asked that question so that I could give this response. <laughs> because, like, that's that's the thing. Like, the, after doing all that for a significant portion of his life, or I don't know how long, really, but it just seems like not... It wouldn't be in line with his character just to just do that again. Like, even if he has Evie, like... And who knows if this is really, like, a romantic relationship? I think so far I just... Right, it seems like a really, really good friendship, which could turn into I more. Think Who knows? It's okay if it's friendship. Yeah, right, I think right. It's okay. It does not everything has to be wait romantic. So it'd be what would be the shipper name though? GV? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Hashtag <laughs> GV forever, and I don't care what no. people think. Ask no. GV. Ask GV. Ask GV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. GV, and I'll I'll attack you online if you if you say otherwise. Anyway, but. but <laughs> I'll attack you as a person. As, as a person in the rocks. world, the actual world. Has we're we're making fun of Carolus. Anyway, so in case you weren't picking up on my jive. Case anyway. it wasn't clear. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean I just can't see them I can't see him sheltering in place. Do you know what I mean? Like I just can't see it. I think he needs to be a part of the big beautiful world he's talking about. Like the world that allowed them to become the person that they denied themselves or she, when she was describing herself, she was describing how like, ah, I just, you know, I tried to be a part of the world, but it wasn't until it fell that I could be a part of the world, even though it wasn't around people. And I think that's beautiful. Like, I, I love things like that, like on the, on the, in this universe where like Daryl can be like super capable after being like, not really prior to the apocalypse, kind of being like a low expect, kind of like a Jimmy McGill character, like, you know, neglected, overlooked you know, oh, dumb redneck kind of. That's all. That's well, all you Carol, are. Carol, who was who was meek and yeah, and you know, mousy. Yeah, and she's like queen of everything now. now it's, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So yeah, no. So I like these little little con. It, what what are we? We haven't said this in a while, but the walk well, the zombie apocalypse allows you to become the person you are meant to be. And I think he was meant to be with people, and I just he just needed to, to get ready for that. However traumatic, you nosy bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I did some reading on the side. Terry Crews has done several interviews since this episode and leading up to it. He's very pumped because he's a real life fan of The Walking Dead, which is awesome. So I love that. Love that. Um, and I love that he gets to like live out kind of this dream. Um, Our dream. He shared on he shared on Instagram stories. He was wearing a Night of the Living Dead T-shirt the night that this episode premiered. Aww. And so he talked about that and he talked about the fact that that movie really inspired him as a person but it's also like the reason why he loves the walking dead so much is is that tie and night of the living dead is actually one of the reasons i really love the walking dead so that was like it's really cool but for those of you who don't know night of the, which i don't know how you wouldn't but night of the living dead is a movie by george romero and it is very notable not only for the fact that it was just a phenomenal movie and kind of reinvented the idea of zombies right. and the genre because Prior to this, they were heavily related to Haitian religion and like voodoo right. and, and that kind of stuff is where that came from. Right. So the film cast a black man in the lead role, which was for the time unheard of. And um, Romero w went on record many years later saying, I, I didn't really think of it like that. He was the best actor for the position. Right. And that's just such a that's such a beautiful thing to say that like mm -hmm. in a time when skin color really mattered it didn't matter to him because Dwayne Jones which by the way is the name of Morgan Jones's son it's a throwback to this actor he was just that good that he was cast for that reason alone on his merits alone which is just beautiful now Terry loves that his character makes it to the end and that he's a black man who makes it to the end and so he kind of compared that to Ben because Ben does make it to the end and then he I don't want to say anything else but like he it's like I think, spoilers but i think you can no okay but he does that's it. fine he doesn't he he dies at the very last second and so it's a beautifully sad ending to a a beautiful and just notable horror film when horror was thought of something that was really cheesy and this was really beautifully done and, so and thereafter too um, <laughs> like, yeah that connection really spoke to me i love terry cruz to begin with i think he's a phenomenal actor um i have a soft spot for him he was on the green bay packers even though he never played a game for them and my family is really big packers fans <laughs> oh, so oh, okay uh, so i thought that was really nice he played he was in the nfl um yeah. which is why i loved the the football ties into this episode and <laughs> i wonder if it pained he, him to be to be a buckeyes fan it's <laughs> like i'm thinking to myself he was so into it he was so into it one of the other uh things that he came out and said during this whole process where he's doing interviews is that one he said a couple days ago uh specifically i read it in a sci-fi.com article that he would love to bring the character back because the episode was left open-ended so that's exciting and he has gone on record to say to like Scott Kimple, like anytime, man, just call me. He was asked what he took from set and he took the small switchblade. Oh, nice. Because oh. he and might he need said, it. I didn't want to take too much because I plan on being back. <laughs> so I just loved that. I just yes. loved that. That was such a nice moment. Oh, you guys will like this. What to Watch really clickbaited me, okay? Okay. They posted an article that said that there was a potential fear connection to this first episode. Okay. 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 Which we know that there is a potential, it's a fear nod, it's like an imaginary hat, to... Imaginary hat. <laughs> imaginary hat to fear in the second episode. Right. So I right. thought that was really interesting that there would be one in the first episode, too. Okay. 
And so I read it because I was like really excited about it. It's a stretch. <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, in my opinion. The end of the world as we know it group on the ranch in oh, fear in season right. three. Yeah. Teotihuacan. They had maps of like where preppers were in the U.S. And so the potential was Joe or Sandra could have been in that network of oh. of preppers. Yeah. Could yeah. have been. Okay. Could have. Been. I ran across so that as it's well. Again, yeah. That's probably imaginary hat. I don't know that it's much more than that, but um, <laughs> just, I'm gonna, just a little nod. I'll tell you right now, like that, it's not enough for me. That's not. I, I think, like I it. I think just but... the preppers in general would be a better, like more of a connection. Like, like maybe they weren't on the map, but just that that they mentioned or talked about preppers, and now we're seeing preppers in action. Mm-hmm. Like that, I'm okay with that loose connection. Yeah. And I mean, if we're seeing two nods to fear and now obviously episode three will be a nod to walking dead. Very clearly. There's a direct oh. connection. Oh, there. Yeah. Which one's episode yeah. three? Is that? Oh, that's the Lydia Alpha, Alpha. Alpha episode, right? Alpha. Or well, I mean, so, the D episode, you know? Yes. Yeah, sorry. D. D not my, Alpha. She's my not Alpha bad. Um, <laughs> so I think it'll be interesting to see what the final th- if there's any other connection between those final three episodes and the shows that are already in the universe. Yeah, because I'm so excited for that. I, and I think it's the Anthony Edwards episode. Maybe I could be wrong, but uh, that is the one that's like 35 years in the future. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, and I could be. But yes. uh, no, I believe that's correct. which like, by the way, when, when we first heard about the <laughs> Walking Dead World Beyond and we didn't have like an exact time placement. We were like, oh, it's 10 years, 15 years of the future. Down to what Anthony Edwards wears on his back. It looks like the um, BO4 unit on the back of the walkers that he's wearing. The character's yeah. wearing Anthony Edwards. The, it's the the walker diagnostic backpack, right? If you remember, I'm looking at Ra- I'm realizing that Rachel doesn't know that I'm looking at her. So I'm like, Rachel, do you remember? <laughs> and you don't know that I'm looking right we at you. We don't know where you're Rachel, looking. <laughs> Rachel, do you remember, Rachel? Like, so you're yeah. looking, I'm looking. At you. Okay, anyway. So <laughs> I just thought that was so cool. And like, and it reminded me of Elton a little too. And, and I had like, if Anthony Edwards is missing an arm, I'd be like, oh, is that Elton? And I'd be like, yay. All right. Well, I, v- I vote to make them our imaginary hat moments. Yeah. That that to me, <laughs> maybe this is just my sentimentality. That to me is like more of a nod to World Beyond, and so I'm okay with that. So fuck your <laughs> fuck your Teotihuacan pe- prepper network. I love Elton and World Beyond. I miss it. I was just, I was just trying to help. Shut up. Just, Which with your just trying, to, <laughs> just trying to help. Anyway, Jeez. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, I yeah, but they no, I could see it. But the thing the thing I think the only thing that bothers me about that theory is that um, it kind of limits the world. <laughs> how we were as a people like on the internet like oh you know there was a prepper network really have you seen the world <laughs> like i think there's multiple <laughs> prepper forums first of all that don't know who they are because they're so afraid of everybody attacking their own bunkers that they like fuck you i'm a screen name yeah, like i said you should be scared it was clickbait yeah no i get it i get it they clickbaited the hell out of me because <laughs> I was like, ooh, a connection. And then I was like, this is, come e- on. Even the nod that was spoken about in the second episode is kind of, is, it's kind of, it's, I see it. It's a it. nod. It's, it's a, a nod. nod. That's it. It's yeah. a and, nod. And even it's then, like, you'd it. have to, like, really. It clearly is not the actual person because the timeline doesn't work out. But exactly. Oh, no, no. Is, it is obviously a clear shout out. I mean, ob- there is no way it is not. Yeah, okay. Right. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about there's actually a shot 
There's actually a shot in the second episode, and we'll talk about it more in the second episode, where the Jillian Bell character is looking at the car, and the car is, is slowly driving away, and it looks back <gasps> at her, and it is reminiscent of Madison the in same, the car. I know yeah. what you're talking about, with the kids with the masks. In the first episode, right. In the bus, mm-hmm. right? Am I, am I mistaken? In the, in um, the Fear the Walking Dead episode pilot? No? Or in the car. It could in- be in the car. They're in a car, and they're the kids are in the back of the station wagon, and they turn, oh, and they've got those creepy smiles that. drawn on their masks. Yeah, that. yeah. Okay. You're right. That is very similar. The the style, the way that they shot. Yeah, it. how they sweep across. But save, but save that sweet liquid gold for the next step. Exactly. So, without further ado, <laughs> I think we'll, we'll call this one a night. Thank you, Bridget, for for those three nuggets. I love it. Filled out this episode quite nicely. But if you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawking dead. Five stars and an eggplant is all we need to know that you love us. Yes, five stars and an eggplant. We need those five stars. But the eggplant is not necessary, but it's kind of funny. But tell us what you liked. Tell us what you didn't like. Tell us what we could be doing better. Tell us what we missed. But remember to tell us after every episode, it really does matter. And if you want to be involved in this podcast and how it shapes out, you could be here in the chat telling us all the things that you thought were cool because this is your podcast. It's technically ours, but it's ours. I want everybody who hated Tales number two, but loved in dreams to come and tell me why. Everybody, challenge. everybody feels attacked right now. Because <laughs> I like in dreams. The challenge. And I like the second episode. Yes. Then what you need to do is make sure to head over to ko-fi.com, create a free account, and just follow us at ko-fi.com slash squawking dead. You don't have to buy us a coffee for 30 days of supporter back content. You don't have to join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month. You just have to follow. It costs nothing to do so, and it keeps you in the know as to what we're doing in the background because we don't post this stuff on social media. The reason why? It's just too much shit, okay? <laughs> you don't need to know about it. This is for people who want to know when we record who want to know when we drop our unedited episode recordings, who want to know if we're doing anything cool behind the scenes that, you know, the folks who really want to be involved in this podcast want to know about. So make sure to do that. I've been your host, David Cameo, and I was joined by Cosmoms, Aaron I, Rachel Burt, Sharon D. A.K. Blazy Gardner, and Bridget. ko-fi.com slash Punky Brewster. That's P-O-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, you like that? Hey, you got pretty good at that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you get you get you get into a groove, and it's like, hey, it's like, it's like music. Just so you know, before I made this very long username, I actually once joked with Sharon D that I was gonna make my name like so long, so you would right. have to say it oh, out loud. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I remember that we recorded that. Like, oh, it was gonna be like, Dave, screw you, <laughs> and you telling me that I needed a Kofi account, <laughs> and it changed <laughs> everything. <laughs> So take care, everybody. We'll see you actually very soon, hopefully, doing a collab on the second episode. We're going to finalize that. And that's why you need to follow us at ko-fi.com slash dead because sometimes we do cool things with other people. So take care, everybody. We'll see you in the next one. And I hope you're enjoying these episodes, because we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so so go fuck yourselves. <laughs> good night and goodbye. And we'll Bye. see you very soon. Mwah. <laughs>